Coming to you with a great new show tonight, talking about an event happening August 6th and 7th in Carleton, Minnesota, called the Honeybee Festival. It's a two-day event, fundraiser for people that pollinate bees. They're going to have several bands each day. There's a bike ride. There's going to be people selling bee products, everything you need to keep yourself on the bee-friendly path. We've got several people we're talking to tonight. We're taking part in the Honeybee Festival. Fella on the board of the Oldenburg Arts and Cultural Community Organization that's putting it on at the Oldenburg House. We're going to be talking to a beekeeper uh, from the Northeast Minnesota Beekeepers Association. A couple of great people that are providing libations, originally sourced and served from here in the Twin Ports area, and then a great musician who's playing with his band, War bonus. We got a big show for you tonight in the Wall of Power Radio. But first up, a fellow that uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing and working with for years. He was also a close personal friend of the world's greatest sound man, the late great Monty Lee Wilkes, who came from Barnum, Minnesota, right up the road from where the event's taking place. We're going to be talking right now with Mr. Scott Lillo, who's on the board of directors. Scott, tell us about your great organization and a little bit about the Honeybee Festival taking place August 6th and 7th. I will. And God, why did you have to bring up Monty? Uh, that just messes me up. But thank you. Yeah. I love that man. Anyways, um, the Oldenburg Arts and Community, uh, Cultural Community, it's a nonprofit. We try to do other, we do a lot of music stuff. This is the return of the Honeybee Festival we did it in 2008. 2019, we took a break. 2000, excuse me, 2018, we took a break. 2019, it was COVID, so we took a break. We're excited to bring it back. It's on a, the Oldenburg House property in Carlton. It's a beautiful, historical home. Uh, you've been there. There's something magical about those grounds. It's, it's just it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's right off, the, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's, yeah, it's right off uh, the Munger Trail and uh, and right next to Jacob State Park. And it's just, I yeah, it's magical. And, and it's like eight acres, and we can do a lot of stuff on those acres. And so years ago, Glenn and Emily and I said, we should do a music festival here. And we've done a few of them. <laughs> so, but, well, uh, it is uh, my friend Billy Peterson, before I... Uh, when he knew I was coming up to Duluth, said, you got to call Glenn Swanson. Glenn was a longtime Twin Cities drummer, session drummer yeah. at Sound Ready back in the day. Played with uh, almost every one of the Petersons and bands over the years. We mm -hmm. connected immediately. His lovely wife, uh, Emily, is truly the brains of the operation. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yes, but Glenn, but Glenn does a great job. And he has wired three stages. I don't know if you're going to be running all three, Scott. But it's a gorgeous property for people out there in the Wall of Power Radio Our Land. It's uh, almost eight acres. There's 150-year-old white pines. There's rock ridges. Yeah. There's ravines. And as you said, Scott, it butts up right against the Jay Cook State Park with that great Munger, Munger biking trail. 
Now you've got a mm-hmm. little. There's a, a bike swarm going on as well, correct? Yeah, the, the it's, it's led by Jason Wusso from Wusso's Concert Cafe, and uh, who also will be playing the festival in his band Woodblind, and Tom from Four Mile Portage. They'll meet at Wusso's Concert Cafe at like seven o'clock, uh, and then. We'll bike down that whole Munger Trail because the Munger Trail, again, leads right up to the Oldenburg House. I think you get a free beer and a discount ticket into the festival and uh, or some other type of beverage once you arrive after you're doing those 18 miles. <laughs> I know I'd need a drink. and uh, But it, that's anybody can be part of a honeybee swarm, as we call it. You get a free yellow T-shirt that looks very bee-friendly and... Uh, and we did that. We did that in 2018, and um, and people loved it. But this year, we're adding a, a return shuttle provided by Minnesota White Rotter Rafting and the Caddyshack, based out of Duluth. So they're gonna they have enough room on that shuttle bus for bikes and people, so they can get back to Wussel's Cafe uh, after the after the show on Saturday. And we're going to have a couple of the. Uh... Liquor sponsors later on in the show. Bent Paddle, one of the best beers to come out of the Twin Ports, uh, started pouring their brews eight years ago. And, of course, Vikra Organic Botanical Cocktails. We're going to be talking to folks from both those yeah. organizations. If people want uh, tickets, they can go online to oacc.us or call 218 384 35. Trust me, people, this is going to be one of the coolest outdoor venues and music events you're going to be at this summer, 2021. And we all need live music and we all need to get outdoors. I highly recommend yeah. it. It's just under two hours uh, right from the heart of where I used to live in northeast Minneapolis. Scott Little, tell us a little bit more about some of the music they will be hearing over Friday and Saturday, August 6th and 7th in Carlton, Minnesota at the Oldenburg House. Yeah, so Friday is going to kick off at 3 o'clock. We'll have seven bands, um, some <clears throat> regional stuff, but War Bonnets is coming. They're a Native American band. They're coming out of God, uh, north uh, north of Duluth. Uh, you're going to play, and I think this is going to be I'm playing, I'm playing at 6.30. It's my yeah. first real live gig uh, post-COVID. I'm very here. excited to do it. Yeah, so, and since I moved yeah. up here, but I'm uh, so I'm working on my chop, and <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be in good shape to play a set there at six thirty on Friday night at the Honeybee Festival. Right. Yep. And then Saturday gates open at noon. Uh, the Honeybee Swarm Bikers get in a little early because they want to rest, probably. <laughs> but then we have we have ten bands that day, and it's some very eclectic. We're also going to have some other, like you mentioned, some bee-friendly or pollinator-friendly vendors, but we're also going to have uh, uh, we're going to have a mermaid swimming in that old historical fountain at the Oldenburg. We're going to have a bee, wonderful a beekeeper or a bee person greeting kids. We're going to have a, a maypole for the kids to dance around, and we're going to do an old-fashioned kind of fun um, calling kind of bird dance concept earlier in the day. So it's not just music going to be some fun wackiness and some stuff for the whole family, you know, on Saturday and, and Friday as well. But. 
It's northeastern Minnesota, music, cool people, community, culture, and booze at its finest. Scott, thanks for talking to us today. We're going to keep moving on. Once again, you want to get tickets, go to www.oacc.us. Right in Saturday, August 6th and 7th. Scott, I'll look forward to seeing you, my brother. Couple weeks. Yeah, see you then, man. Thank you for being right, on, on the show. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Bye. Honey bee, filled with jealousy. When they see you out with me, I don't blame them, goodness no. On this summer road, when we're passing by, flowers drooping inside, and I know the reason why. You must sweet of goodness knows on this summer road. Don't buy sugar, you just have to touch my cup. You're my sugar is sweet when you stir it up When I'm taking sales from your tasty lips The honey valley drips Your confection goodness knows Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Messer. We're talking about a great event called the Honey Bee Festival taking part in Carleton, Minnesota at the Oldenburg House on August 6th and 7th. We are raising money for honeybee pollinators and more. Having some bee fun, having some bands, having dancing, you name it, it's going to happen there. We're delighted to have on this segment of the show, Mr. Jeff Tibbetts, who's the president of the Northeast Minnesota Beekeepers Association. Hey, Jeff, what the hell is the Beekeepers Association all about? Well, hello, and uh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Yep, uh, well, the beekeepers, uh, we've been around for quite a while, actually. Since, like, around 2003, it was a small group of um, uh, just beekeepers that were interested in uh, helping each other. And through the years, it has grown. Um, I believe in the beginning, it was maybe a dozen or so uh, area beekeepers. And presently, we have almost 200 um, um, pay- paid members. Nice. Um, yep, and that's on family members, so um, a family membership. So it could be several people in a family that are interested in beekeeping. And uh, so what we do is um, we have a whole range of different um, um, levels of beekeepers in our organization. And, that, and they range from um, people just being interested in beekeeping and pollinators all the way to um, – some beekeepers that have been doing it 30, 40 years, you know, and, wow. and probably, yeah, and they, they could be writing books about beekeeping. So um, really uh, proud to be uh, serving as president. I've been president for approximately um, six or seven years now, I believe. And um, in the last four years, we've actually um, formed, it was a loose knit organization uh, club. But in the last four years now, we, we actually formed into a 501c3. So in doing that, it, it has enabled us to um, to be more effective in, in reaching out and having these opportunities with other other uh, organizations around the state and country, for that matter. Jeff Timmons, tell, uh, tell us about the importance of honeybees, bees in general, and habitat. Well, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure of the uh, percentage of um, 
um, plants that are pollinated by by honeybees in particular. But um, most plants need pollinators. And, um, you know, without them, the food chain would break down. And uh, I think we'd all be in trouble. I mean, it, everybody seems to know, realize that. And a lot of people are um, concerned enough now to start um, promoting pollinators and uh, native pollinators. And even as a, a honeybee organization, we've um, partnered with different organizations in the area, like the um, Monarch Buddies and, and the um, Circe Societies, all these different um, um, organizations that are concerned about um, the shape of the world and the environment. So, Jeff Tibbetts, when did you get interested in bees? When did I? Yeah. Okay, well, I work at the uh, Fond du Lac Tribal and Community College, and um, like 10 years ago, somebody was selling some um, some honey, actually some pure honey, and um, I tried it, and it was just so it was just so good and so different than the honey that you would um, buy in a store or something. And so I, I tracked down the person that was selling it, and it was uh, happened to have been one of the um, earlier members. And she said, well, you know, I'm part of this group of um, beekeepers. And, and if you're interested, um, you could become a beekeeper. And that, nice. and that just kind of, that kind of fascinated me, you know. So I did go to a meeting. And uh, um, at that time, they had an opportunity for new beekeepers to get a little, um, uh, some of the woodenware that, that it takes so I took advantage of that, and um, I've been a beekeeper ever since. So, so how many how many bees do you think you in a season take care of? Well, I have two hives myself, and I'm I'm not a big scale beekeeper. I'm probably what you would call just a backyard beekeeper. Okay. And I, and I have two hives, and in the hives there's probably eighty thousand bees in each hive. Wow. So, yep. Yep, and they it's, they travel anywhere up to a mile or so in the, in my neighborhood, and um, pollinating plants and gathering pollen and uh, helping the gardens. So now, are you part of the Fond du Lac tribe? Yes, I am. I'm, okay, uh, I'm a member, and uh, that's another uh, great thing I think about the bee club or the bee organization I'm in now was able to. Um, uh, we meet here at the Fond du Lac Tribal and Community College, and uh, we've been doing that for about maybe four or five years now. Fantastic. And, uh, yep, and we've we've hooked up with the Environmental Institute here at the at the college, so we do um, um, different events with them, and they help us out, and we help them out. And there's actually uh, we have beehives here at the college now, and. Um, they have like uh, interested beekeepers that uh, student beekeepers that help out with that. So we're, we're hoping to pass on that um, what knowledge we, we can and education, but also just the um, I guess the awareness of um, the insects that are around us and you know not look at them as something to swat or get rid of that you know they're they're helping us and uh, we need them. Jeff Tibbetts, if people can't make it up to the Honeybee Festival on August 6th and 7th, 
at the Oldenburg House in Carlton, Minnesota. What mm-hmm. if people would like to donate uh, to your organization? How could they uh, get online and, and donate to the uh, Northeast Minnesota Beekeepers Association? Well, they can they can uh, email us at nemnba.org, nemba.org, and um, feel free to send an email and and. I actually, um, I take care of the emails, so I will receive that, and we can go from there. But, Beautiful. Um, yeah, we've been actually uh, meeting online. We meet here at the college, like I said, but since in the last year, whatever, with the pandemic, we've been doing Zoom meetings, and um, you don't have to be a member to, to go to the meetings. So, Fantastic. Yep, we're open to having visitors and uh, anybody who's interested in beekeeping and and pollinators in general. Jeff Tibbetts, thank you so much for your time today. I'm looking forward to not only playing at the Honey Bee Festival, but taking part and meeting all you good people are doing such great work on behalf of honeybees and the rest of us. Yep, and um, we also have we'll have a um, uh, we have a honey shack at the Carleton County Fair also that people could buy uh, local honey. So feel free to visit us there at Car- in, Car- um, in Barnum, Minnesota. Beautiful. August well, 19th thanks. through 22nd. Thank <laughs> you, Jeff. You have a wonderful day, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Well, thank you for uh, the time. Anytime. Good luck. Thank you. I'm a baby. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. The one thing about living in Duluth, besides we've got 10% of the world's fresh water, is that it's got some of the greatest brew pubs in America because of that water. And we have a fellow now we're chatting to, a fellow named Eric Welke from Bent Paddle Brewing. I have to say, Eric, I've had a couple of those Bent Hops an incredible IPA, and uh, tell us a little bit about the history of Bent Paddle up here in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh, thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me on. I very much appreciate it. Uh, so Bent Paddle, we opened up in May 2013. Uh, uh, we're run by two married couples, so we, we're very proud of the fact that we're 50% female-owned. Um, we just expanded now into South Dakota as well. So we are now in four states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Um, and we've got seven year-round beers. And then depending on the year, uh, we've got uh, 10 to 15 specialty um, limited release beers that we also put out per year. That's incredible. Eric, how did you 
Well, you're probably a college, uh, you know, uh, male college kid. That's how you got interested in beer. <laughs> but how did you? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Exactly. You know, I, I went to uh, University of Minnesota Duluth in the mid '90s, and I've always had a, a deep love for Duluth and the North Shore. Um, I was born and raised in St. Paul. When I finished school, I went back to St. Paul with uh, still having a, a love affair with Duluth and the North Shore. But um, I tried Bent Paddles, Bent Hop, the same one that you just mentioned, probably about six years ago when they expanded into the Twin Cities and they were self-distributing. And um, a friend of mine uh, introduced me to it, and I instantly fell in love with uh, the Bent Paddle beers and then it just kind of took off from there. And then when I moved back up to Duluth uh, roughly five years ago, I knew exactly who I, I wanted to go work for. So I, I chased them for about six to eight months nonstop. I, I even said, I'll, I'll work for free for the first two months if you hire me. I mean, I just. I'll work for I beer. Was, yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> so they, it finally worked out that they had a, a sales position open up and. Uh, he said, hey, I, I want to talk to you about a sales position we have open. And I, I told Brian Tonis, I said, I'll take it. He says, you don't even know what I'm paying you yet. I said, I don't care. I'll take it. Let's go. Good for you. Yeah. What tells, tell us about the two couples that uh, started Ben Paddle Brewing. Uh, it's, it's Brian and Karen Tonis and Colin and Laura Mullen. Uh, Laura was born and raised in Duluth. Um, I actually went to UMD with Brian and Karen Tonis, um, but it was kind of the, the, the perfect mix of talents and, and uh, intelligence and experience um, between all four couples. Brian and, and Colin have brewing experience. Um, Karen Tonis has uh, HR experience, and Laura Mullen has uh, eventing and logistics and organization experience so it was it was they each brought something to the table and it was uh the perfect recipe um uh, and the fact that uh we get to do it all in duluth with that amazing uh duluth lake superior water is is the best part well that is i was talking to someone last week and they said duluth is really becoming one of the beer capitals in the country and a large part due to the pure water in lake superior is that correct yeah, that's spot on. The, the the Lake Superior water is very soft. It uh, it gives us a very nice, clean palate to work with. Um, we do run it through a charcoal filter. We use municipal water. But I, I talked to a city official who, in, who informed me. He said, Eric, that, that uh, intake station north of Duluth, that pipe runs out into the lake and, and draws at a depth of about 400 feet. So the water wow. that we get out of our taps you know, hasn't even seen sunlight and it's, it's the best water. I mean, when I moved up here, I got rid of my Brita water filter and, um, uh, just drink straight out of the tap. It's just phenomenal water to work with and we don't really have to do much to it. And, uh, that's a huge advantage we have here in this area. I'm loving the tap water out of my tap. I live in the central hillside in Duluth. I lived in Northeast yeah. Minneapolis for years. They had great tap water. So it's nice not to have to be buying a jug of water every day and uh, dealing with the plastic uh, refuse that comes from that. One more question, Eric, uh, before we move on with the show, highlighting the Honeybee Festival 
at the Oldenburg House, August 6th and 7th in Carleton, Minnesota. Tickets at OACC.us. Tell us a little bit about the environmental uh, outreach that Ben Panel has, uh, specifically going along with supporting an event like this. You know, it, it, it just kind of tied in. I met Glenn and Emily Swanson um, probably about four years ago. I, I was at Streetcar Kitchen and Pub in Carleton, which is a phenomenal place. If you're ever in the area, stop in and check them out. But they're just down the street from the Oldenburg House. And uh, talking to them, they, they told me about Oldenburg House and some of the events that they were starting to put on. So I just I made a cold call. I just pulled up and walked up and ended up sitting down with Glenn and Emily having a couple of beers and talking about what each of our visions were and what we wanted to do in the upcoming years. And, and the more we talked, the more we found out that, you know, our sustainability vision was the same. Um, you know, our, our giving back to the community was the same. Our love of music was the same. And we all just kind of started nodding our head every time the other person said something in agreement and um and eventually i think glenn looked over at emily and he says i think we found our brewery i think we're going to just start working with ben paddle because we just we just had a lot of like i said same visions and same goals and aspirations and um the things that are near and dear to us the, the sustainability the environment um nature getting outdoors and paddling and biking and 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 uh preserving the water and that kind of thing we were just all on the same base well, it sounds like a perfect marriage. Now, uh, what is the Bent Paddle website that people want to find out more about your great uh, uh, brewing operations? Yeah, if you just go to bentpaddlebrewing.com, uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media platforms as well. If you just search Bent Paddle Brewing, um, and we do a pretty good job of keeping everything updated as far as beers we have available in our tap room. Um, but yeah, come on up to Duluth and, and Paul, we're happy to have you here in Duluth. So, uh, definitely reach out to me, uh, and we'll, uh, go sit down and have some more beers. We'll go have some more bent hop. Well, you know, I have to add a personal note. When I was uh, searching for a place to live up here in Duluth, I have a great babysitter for my doggy blue named Emily Mendel, who, uh, babysits in the Northeast Minneapolis. And she likes that gal likes her beer. And she says, now, you don't have to pay me for babysitting, but I want a 12-pack of bent paddle when you come back. I love it. I love it. It's the best <laughs> form of payment. Beer brings us together. It certainly does. Well, Eric, I will look forward to meeting you and uh, uh, Ben and a few of us, that great bent hot beer, and the rest of the folks at Bent Paddle. And uh, you have a wonderful day, my friend, and thanks for sponsoring the Honeybee Festival. Absolutely. We're glad to be a part of it. Paul, thanks again for having us, uh, having us on your show. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Yeah, bye-bye. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. We're talking about the Honeybee Festival all night tonight on the Wall of Power Radio Hour, a great outdoor event taking place August 6th and 7th at the Oldenburg House in Carleton, Minnesota, a beautiful eight-acre outdoor space that butts up against the Jay Cook State Park and the Munger Biking Trail. One of the sponsors for this year's event is a distillery in located in Duluth, Minnesota, 
uh, their building, I believe, is in Canal Park, the Fikra Distillery, and we have the prime mover talking to us, the Queen Bee, Miss Emily Vikra. Emily, how are you tonight? I am doing great. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing great. I can't wait to play at the festival to meet all you folks. And what a phenomenal event. But before we get in more of the event, let's tell us about this great Vikra distillery that you started. But first of all, spell it because it doesn't spell like it sounds. Right. So Vikra is our last name, but it's also Norwegian for bay, people of the bay. Vik is the Norwegian word for bay. So it's spelled V-I-K-R-E, Vikra. And, you know, it's actually the same root word as the word for Viking, which has been Americanized, but in Norwegian you'd say Viking. (laughs) Oh, well, see, we learn something every week on the Wall of Power Radio. Our Metza is from Finland. I'm a good fan. Originally it was called Metza Vainio, and that's close. It means meadow in the forest. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. Love that. And that old bird house is kind of a meadow in a forest. It is. It is beautiful there. It is incredible. It's an incredible space. What, Emily? Tell us a little bit about these organic botanical cocktails and the type of liquor that you guys produce. And how and when did you get into this line of work? Yeah, great question. So we have actually had Beaker Distillery here in Canal Park for seven years now. Um, it's as old as my oldest son, in fact, (laughs) pretty busy seven years ago, but, um, yeah, we really focused on botanical spirits and flavors inspired by our gorgeous Lake Superior and the clean mineral free water that we get to work with and the flavors of the North. And, um, we make three organic gins. We make an organic Akavate, which is a Scandinavian caraway spice spirit. Uh, we make vodka, like Superior Vodka. We make um, some canned cocktails and some different whiskeys. And uh, we, uh, yeah, we really focus on organic ingredients and organic botanicals, even foraged local botanicals. And I mean, one of the reasons for that, there, there's so many good reasons to use organic, and it gives the best flavors, I think. But it also is so great because there's no pesticides going into them, and that's good for people, and it's good for pollinators. Absolutely. Now, Emily... How did, when did you get interested before you even started the business in this line of, uh, uh, kind of, I guess you could say boutique cocktails? Yeah. So, uh, uh, my background is in food policy and in food writing. And so I was a, a recipe developer before we decided to start really? a distillery. Yeah. And I have actually a cookbook out and another one on its way. <laughs> and I did food writing. And so I've always been a very, very passionate about flavors and quality um and so uh, that has really inspired the interest in craft cocktails and we bring that creative culinary flair into our spirits and into our cocktails did you meet your husband over a cocktail somewhere i'm gonna guess you did you know what i actually did not we met at um some friend's wedding (laughs) okay well that's cool then how he did gave you? A very good, he gave a very good best man speech. <laughs> oh, cool! So how did uh, you get him involved with your interest in recipes for both food and cocktails? So he is a very uh, equipment oriented person. He loves building and fixing things. 
he can do plumbing, he can do electric work, he can do metalwork, woodwork. And so he was really, he says that I'm the palette and he's the plumber. And so he okay. was the person who he really was able to set up all the equipment and uh, build out the space. He built a lot of our furniture that we have at the distillery and was able to, you know, get things up and running and keep things running smoothly from an equipment perspective. Now, of course, both of us have the help of amazing staff um, who are all more talented and smarter than we are, but <laughs> that was how it got started. Well, you know, one of your biggest uh, ambassadors is my good friend, Chelsea Whittington, who I've renamed Chelsea Versace, as she is going to come up with my color, color designs on the walls of my new apartment. But she's been that. telling oh, me. Oh, she'll about, be so good at that. Oh, she's been telling about the about Vicra dis, uh, uh, Distillery for several years. So tell us how big is your staff, Emily? We are now, it fluctuates a little bit seasonally, but we're right around 35 people. Wow, that's a lot of people. It is. It's yep, amazing. It's, bubbling. it's fun. It's amazing when you think of, you know, of course, you start with the shipping and then how they shipped all the uh, the lumber starting out from northeastern Minnesota and then all the iron ore. And now years later, Lake Superior is still giving us work via people like Ben Paddle, who we just talked to, my friends at Fitkers, mm -hmm. Good friends with Tim Nelson and and his folks at the Cedar Tavern and uh, and and their great beer. It's amazing how much Lake Superior has given us. Absolutely, I agree. It's it's a it's a spiritual guide. It's an inspiration. It is an art source. It is the source for so much creativity and industry. And it's it's a pretty it's a pretty special magical body of water. Absolutely, and 10% of the world's fresh water. You have the mm -hmm. boundary waters. I think northeastern Minnesota is at around 15% of the world's fresh water. I'm a double Scorpio water sign, so I feel it there you in go. my I'm bones. I'm cancer, cancer. All water, <laughs> all water. <laughs> yeah. So now where, uh, besides, do you uh, distribute outstate as well? We do. So we're available across Minnesota, and we are also in Wisconsin, um, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, uh, Illinois, and um, Nebraska, and a little wow. bit in Georgia. Georgia. Well, there's a Duluth in Georgia. There is a Duluth in Georgia, yep. And we're actually going to start selling a couple of our gins in the Pacific North Northwest um, in Northern California starting at, towards the end of the summer. Fantastic. Do you get fan mail from around the country for people that have stumbled on your liqueurs at one place or another? We actually do. Yeah, we have, get the nicest notes from people. <laughs> nice. Now, what is if somebody out there tonight, let's I, Chelsea is a huge fan of your gin. I'm more of a vodka martini guy, straight up dry one all of. How could they order some of your product, uh, if they would like to give it as a gift or imbibe it themselves. Yep. So uh, you can come to the distillery, and with Minnesota law, we're allowed to sell half a bottle per person per day. Um, but you can also find our products at liquor stores all across Minnesota and Wisconsin, um, as well as some of the places that I mentioned, the other states. Um, and if you go to our website, which is vikerdistillery.com, uh, we have a finder map that we try to keep as up-to-date as possible. <laughs> now, 
how do you come up, let's say, with your aquavit, right? So how to mm-hmm. give us a little insight into that process. How do you, and you don't have to give away the secret sauce, but how do you build your liquor? Yeah, so I do a lot. I'm a, I'm a researcher. I love doing research. Um, and Which means you're drinking, old... you're drinking all the time. Drinking, no. <laughs> drinking <laughs> occasionally. I do a lot of reading, um, read like reading manuscripts and reading uh, old literature about spirits. And I do get different spirits and try always trying different things. And I tend to start from thinking about what my end goal is and what the sensation that, that I want to convey through a spirit is and the the feelings that I hope it gives people and some of the kind of major botanical profiles, the spices and herbs that I want in it. And then I start doing infusions and test batches. And, you know, some things take three or four months to pin down. Some things take six, seven years of trying wow. different iterations and um, distilling it or infusing it and tasting it and saying, oh, you know, I think this needs some more coriander. Oh, I really want to dial back the amount of lemon peel that's in here. Um, Until it gets to a place where it's really smooth and really balanced, but still really interesting and conveying those, those feelings and those, those feelings that I want people to have when they, when they try it. (laughs) That's a very insightful way of looking at now. It's got to be a great feeling when you go, boom, it's done, it's perfect, it needs no more. Yeah, I mean, when things just kind of click, that is a great feeling. But then, of course, some, sometimes I think, oh, this is this is right now, and then I'll try it in some cocktails, and I'll think, oh, it needs, it still needs some adjusting to, you know, play in the types of cocktails that I want it to Um I don't know. There's there's no such thing as perfection. We aim for perfection, but everything is always always being polished around the edges. Yeah. Now tell us about your working with uh, the Oldenburg House in Carlton on the Honeybee Festival. Uh, what is your outreach to the rest of the community, environmentally and otherwise? We do a lot of things with the community and with different community groups. Uh, it's one of our real passions and things that we care about being here in Duluth is being part of the community and being a community gathering space and a supporter of all the different amazing things that we have going on here. So we've partnered with a number of different local organizations at different times. Um, And that, of course, includes the Honeybee Festival, but we also are um, partnered with some of our local arts organizations and especially with the local opera and um, with Friends of the Boundary Waters and the St. Louis River Alliance to work on both arts and environmental issues. Well, it's a wonderful organization. I will be taking Chelsea Versace out for a cocktail or two here soon. Hopefully uh, you're working the grounds that day. But if not, we'll see you at the Honeybee Festival at the Oldenburg House, August 6th and 7th. Tickets at oacc.us. Emily, thanks so much for talking to us. It's been a splendid conversation I look forward to sampling your wares and to meeting you in person. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, Emily. Have a wonderful day. You too. And night. Yeah, bye-bye. Welcome back to the last set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzler. This has been a great show tonight. And to end it off, we have the musician Chaz Wagner from the band Warbonnet, who's going to be playing at the Honeybee Festival.
which is taking place August 6th and 7th. Chaz, tell us really quickly about War Bonnet. War Bonnet is a legendary Native American band from northern Minnesota up on the Ojibwe Reservation of Net Lake. And uh, we, um, we glorify indigenous Native American culture through music. And uh, we reverently explore and reinterpret our ancestral Native sounds, and we incorporate today's instruments along with that. And I'm a powwow singer, I'm a powwow dancer, and I reside on the Net Lake Indian Reservation, and I'm a proud uh, tribal member here. And yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to be on the Honeybee Festival roster, and I'm looking forward to the show. Well, I've checked some of your stuff out, Warbonnet, on YouTube. Everybody else, check it out. Chaz, we just got a little bit of time left. I'm going to play a song you guys perform and wrote called The Legend of Geronimo. And make sure you check out Warbonnet, myself, and others at the Honeybee Festival, August 6th and 7th in Carleton, Minnesota. Chaz, I'm going to look forward to meeting you here soon, brother. Awesome, awesome. It was nice chatting with you. And I hope you enjoy the song, The Legend of Geronimo. It's an epic song. And, uh, yeah, it tells about his, his life, his history. And, um, yeah, it just um, gives that sense of pride back to the people, back to our people. Well, bless you for your great work on behalf of your people, Chaz. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Patrick Lilia in the studio at AM 950 in Minnesota. The show brought to you by Eden Prairie School of Rock. I'm recorded from an undisclosed location on the Central Hill side of the week. Follow me at paulmetza.com. We're on every week. New shows coming up on AM 950 and the Wall of Power Radio Hour. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make Someone happy.